Hi, I'm Lucy Quinlan, and you're listening to Pillow Talk, a podcast where we take Arthur Aaron's 36 question study, otherwise known as the questions that lead to love, and get couples to ask the questions to each other right here on this podcast. Each episode will feature a different couple, whether it's two strangers, siblings, best friends, a married couple, or even two people that have had a one night stand, and we see if the 36 questions lead to love or make them fall even further. So, for the inaugural episode of Pillow Talk, I decided to focus on a couple that I know quite well. My parents. My parents have not only been married for 29 years, but they're best friends and business partners. They've showed me pretty much everything I want in a partnership, and I hope that through this episode, you'll be able to share some laughs and perhaps learn a thing or two as well. I will say that their episode is slightly different from others because honestly, they know each other's answers to pretty much everything. I think there were a couple instances where they might have surprised each other, but for the most part, I think they were on the same page. I really enjoyed listening to what they had to say, in part because I came up quite a bit. I guess that's what happens when you have a child with someone, but also because I really enjoyed hearing what they had to say about themselves and about each other. So with that being said, here is Dorothy and Richard. I am Dorothy Engelman, and I am Lucy's mom. And I'm Richard, I'm Lucy's dad. So how long have you guys known each other? A long time. Uh, I've known Richard, I think, 40 years now. I met him at university. How long did you guys know each other before you started dating? Seven years. A long time. (laughs) Well, we knew each other tangentially in university. We were both in film studies, but Richard was a year or two ahead of me. And uh, then when we both moved to Toronto, we became pals and hung out together a lot and went to movies a lot and both were working in the film industry and helping each other, supporting one another, having a friendship. And then we actually moved into a house together, um, although we were not in any way romantic at that time. We were just friends. And so when we kind of tested the romantic waters. It was a little scary and I kind of ran away and wanted to leave the house because I didn't want to be in a romantic relationship uh, with somebody I lived with because I'd never lived with anybody that I was having a relationship with. It was a little overwhelming. And so we sort of uh, ran away from each other for about six months. And then when we did finally get together, it just kind of was like we realized I think it's the whole thing about you don't want to ruin a friendship if the romance is not going to work out. But four years after that, we got married. Rule number one in relationships, don't date your friends. Rule number two is don't date anyone you live with because it gets really complicated. Anyways, so we broke broke both those uh, rules. <laughs> but it kind of turned out okay. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about your relationship now? Um, we're still roommates. <laughs> and we're still friends. And we also run a business together. And we have run a business together for the last 20 years. Rule number three, never run a business with your, uh, with your spouse. <laughs> so basically, we're rule breakers. Everything we've done has been breaking rules. And we will continue to break rules. Um, yeah. Oh, and we also have a child. Oh, yeah, have a child. Kids, kids, a lot of people, uh, you know, think kids change relationships, which is sometimes negative, but I would say the opposite. Yes, you have forced us to uh, have, I mean, the reality is, is that all kinds of pressures in life force 
relationships to evolve and change. And there can be no, at least in my own experience, the two most difficult, not difficult, the two most transformative experiences that changed our relationship were having you and starting a business together, Mm -hmm. having a child and having a business together. Cause it's a real, you know, you really have to be able to get along, but the reason why it works is because I'm married to the nicest man in the world, Mm -hmm. which is what that's my, that's my stock line, but he is actually just a very relaxed, easygoing person. And I don't think anyone would describe me that way. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, should we start? Sure. Sure. Name three things that you and your partner, in this case, me, (laughs) um, have in common. Uh, Lucy, Q media and a love of adventure. Hmm. Um, I would agree with all those, although I would say instead of on the, in the work context, I think, um, we both have a capacity for hard work. That's something I've kind of recognized early on to, to, uh, intellectual curiosity. Um, I think we are both, we both like to read. We like ideas. We like meeting new people on and on and on. And kind of related to that is we like the road. We, we, and that's, to me, that's kind of a variation of uh, curiosity, but, um, kind of desire to see what's around the next corner. Mm-hmm. I define that as adventure. I thought that kind of put it all together in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Um, health. And I'll classify that two ways, physical health and intellectual health. Yeah, I would say, um... In my life, I'm most grateful for the fact that I have my health my, and, and my healthy mind and body to me go together. And, um, and, I, and I think maybe even more important than that is I have this sense of freedom, the sense that I can choose my life, that I have the freedom to choose my life. That's, I, I feel that way. I feel that everything, the world is my oyster. That's, I would say that's the way I feel, mm-hmm. most, what I feel most grateful for. And that's because I have physical and mental health, you know? Yeah. Okay, so what is your most treasured memory? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I I have so many amazing things that have happened in my life. I don't have, like, one thing. And not one thing really jumps back at me. Actually, I think about when I was getting big with Lucy and I felt her moving inside my body. That is, I've always thought, holy shit, if I could only have that happen again, but I can't, I cannot describe how weird it is and how wonderful it is. Hmm. Yeah. I'd have to say Lucy being bored. I remember being incredibly emotional at that, uh, at that moment. You're in the most forbidding alien place, a hospital. Um, and then, yeah, all of a sudden this, uh, slimy, uh, creature is, uh, you know, handed to you and, uh, and you kind of think, holy cow, <laughs> you know, because I do think, um, seeing a child being born is, um, is a bit of a miracle. So I don't think we get to see uh, miracles very often. What is my most terrible memory? The moment that 
Lucy screamed at the top of her lungs after jumping off a cliff that I encouraged mm. her to jump off. And I thought that she had like broken her back or something horrible had happened. That is my worst memory. And it's the worst memory because I also fear that me pushing her to jump off that cliff into that water in Greece triggered some sort of fear mechanism in her body where she stopped going from being fearless to being fearful. Hmm. Most terrible memory. I would say uh, seeing my dead mother because I missed uh, being with her in her final moments by uh, minutes. So I kind of, uh, that's a terrible memory for lots of reasons. Oh, man. I'm sorry about that. Um, alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. I have to, we have to think of positive things. About each other. That could take a while. Go first. Your calm. Mm, generosity for you. Yeah, see, generosity I would say for you too, but I, I kind of want to define it a little more. Your accepting nature. Your enthusiasm. Your horrible sense of humor. <laughs> mm. I think that's a positive characteristic. Your, your, your hilarious sense of humor. I, I don't edit my, uh, my dad jokes. So what, where, what if I said generosity and enthusiasm? enthusiasm. You're, I think your desire to be a shit disturber. <laughs> um, I love your discipline for exercise. Like you're taking care of your physical health. Mm. Your, well, I mean, we've kind of been over this. Uh, your love of, uh, love of travel. Uh, your stoicism. Mm -hmm. Doesn't think that many things about me are positive. Well, this, this will sound negative, but your absent-mindedness. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll qualify that because you have incredible ability to live in the moment, although that does mean forgetting where you put your keys sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last one for you, I think, is going to be um, your your curiosity for new ideas, like that you're always looking for new ideas and that you share them with other people. You love you love to share the new ideas that you have. I love that about you. How close and warm is your family? And do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Um, <laughs> how close and warm is your family? Paternally, not so much. Uh, maternally, yes. Do I feel my childhood was happier than most? I, I actually do. Um, as I mentioned before, I had a very complicated childhood, in fairness. Having brothers who had their, uh, had their challenges, although that was wonderful as well because my brothers are very childlike. And so um, I was able to be very childlike. Still, I'm able to be fairly childlike with them. That's the other thing. Even though I said five things, playfulness, you're playful and it's you child, your childlike playfulness. And you get that from how you grew up with your brothers. Okay. How close and warm is my family? My family is really, really close and really, really warm to the point of heat, to the point of like, you know, explosions and intensity. And, you know, it's not close in some sort of like pappy, sop, sappy way. It's close and intense, like care about each other, get into arguments, fight, you know, hug everything. And do I feel my childhood was happier than most other people's? I wouldn't use the word happier. I would use the word more. I, I think my childhood was unconventional and 
because it was unconventional, that made me happy. That's what makes me happy is, you know, what you know when you're growing up. Any one quality or ability, what would it be? Discipline. Discipline. Hmm. Discipline. For me, I would like to have a stronger uh, vertical leap. I would like to have a 45-inch vertical light leap like any of these uh, pro basketball players. And how's that going to change your life? It'll, it'll be wonderful in basketball. <laughs> okay. I'll answer that. Yeah, I would, you know what? I think maybe since I am 60, there is part of me that would like to have the vitality of a 20-year-old and, mm-hmm. and the ability to, you know, dunk a basketball. Um, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh, my God. I can answer that quickly, but I'll let you. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, I was going to say Lucy. You know what? I just think. Um, She's turned out pretty well, huh? Lucy. She's is- turning out pretty well. She is an ongoing experiment, an ongoing pro- work in progress, but pretty amazing. Because, you know, you and I weren't necessarily sure we were going to have kids, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she's a talented, empathetic young woman who um, will do really interesting things. Okay. Oh, you asked me. I asked this first. Okay. If um, if a crystal ball. No, could, you're right. It's my turn to yeah. ask. Sorry. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Uh, when uh, the impeachment date of Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, what would I want to know? Hmm. I'd want to know what Lucy's life looks like in the future. If she has children, if she's married to an amazing man, if she has a great, fulfilling life, fulfilling work personal, physical life. I just want to know what her future looks like and if there's grandchildren. <laughs> That's a funny question. I, um, because there's part of, there's part of, if you put your life in fast forward, you know, I think you miss what's directly ahead of you. So there's this kind of the 23 Me company where you can send in your DNA and find out essentially what, uh, conditions you're likely or what you're basically going to die of and I kind of think I don't want to know a lot of things anyways um, moving on is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time why haven't you done it hmm. I think it, I I have a lot of things, but the first thing that just came to my mind, the top of the list is one of two things, learning to play the piano, which I'm never going to learn to do. I think that maybe what I could do is learn how to play a few songs, but I have too much visual spatial confusion with left and right to, I think, to really be able to play the piano well, but it actually would be living in a country and speaking the language and really being able to be articulate in another language, whether that's Spanish, French, or Italian. It's one of those three languages for me that I would love to be able to be fluent and really comprehend another language. I would like to learn how to draw. When I was 20, I wanted to, a bunch of my cool friends when I was a kid were fantastic artists and I always kind of envied them for that. And so I always intended in university to take a drawing course. Um, 40 years later, I still haven't done it. Why? If I analyze it, it might be a fear that I'm not a very good drawer. 
and maybe singing, but I know I have a feeling I'd never be a good singer. But um, I would say drawing. What roles do love and affection play in your life? They are they're huge. I mean, they're a fundamental part of, of my life, you know, so it's kind of waking up beside the one you love every morning is, uh, you know, I think that is, uh, I think it's a foundational aspect of even uh, on of the life. brink, even on the brink of us not waking up in the same bed for the next little while. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you feel loved, you are in a little bit of a protective cocoon. Uh, I think love and affection are kind of this, I don't know, they, they're they sort of in everything. You know, the love of work, the love of play, the love of ideas. Um, love to me is not just uh, a personal one-on-one connection. Love is like this thing. It's like beauty and truth. Beauty, truth, and love permeate everything. And affection is the thing that um, is like the physical part of love. So I don't think that the 36 questions made my parents fall any further in love than they already were. These questions were designed for strangers and my parents have lived together for a very, very long time. But I will say it was still really nice for me to hear them answering the questions. It taught me a lot about what they value in their relationship with one another. And I think that that was pretty special. Do you want to be featured on the podcast with a partner, a stranger, or maybe even an ex? Check out the description below for details. You can also find us on Instagram at pillowtalkpodcast underscore and on iTunes at pillowtalkthepodcast. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode live on musemagazine.com and on iTunes February 27th.